Hey there, it's Sue Langader, your host of Real Estate Right. As you know, the last few weeks we've been giving you some replays of episodes which we feel are just as important now as when they were recorded. So today we are talking about preparing your home for settlement. With Christmas coming up quickly and so many people getting ready to settle before Christmas or just after Christmas for this new school year, it's worth getting some tips from the gorgeous Tonya Davidson, property advocate, about how best to do the right thing by your buyer to ensure everything runs smoothly for your settlement. I've been through a variety of different settlements throughout the years, and I've definitely had my favourites and not-so-favourites. Every agent has their own unique way of doing a settlement and most don't give their owners advice on how they should prepare their property for settlement. Unfortunately, there are no rule books or legislation that there is a structured way of leaving your property as by the time it comes around, it's usually quite rushed. Today, we're going to give you some great tips about how you should, in good conscience, prepare your home for settlement. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Did you know that Real Estate Right is the brainchild of Melbourne's leading real estate copywriting service, Real Copyright? Real Copyright is a team of copywriters who write all the brilliant words that describe properties for sale or rent. If you're a real estate agent who needs a little help with your words, or you know an agent, Airbnb owner, or are trying to sell your own home, why not give us a call on 03 5977 to see how Real Copyright can help you with your copy. Tonya Davidson is an award-winning auctioneer and negotiator. Tonya's career began in 1992 and throughout the years she has won many state auctioneer awards, numerous sales awards and even voted as one of the 30 most successful businesswomen in Cosmopolitan magazine. Tonya has enjoyed a successful career in real estate sales in Melbourne's Inner East and has also coached and trained many other agents. Throughout the years, Tonya saw a disparity at the negotiating table where buyers were left feeling vulnerable and bullied into paying more. So she began Davidson Property Advocates to negotiate on behalf of buyers and help them through the buying process. Welcome, Tonya. How are you? I'm really well. It's good to see you again. Yes, same here. Now, for all our Real Estate Right listeners, Tonya and I go way back where we worked together at Wood Arts, which scarily is now over 20 years ago. (laughs) Yes. Um, Now, how have you seen the processes in buying and selling change in that time? Oh, that's a a big question and uh, it's over a long period of time. Uh, Yes. But I I think if I can take it from the point of view of 
Well, firstly, I, I run a buyer uh, and vendor advocacy firm now. So um, it's, a, it's a property advocates, Davidson Property Advocates. And I think from that point of view, there are a lot more resources uh, available to buyers. Um, mm. Whereas back when it all began, it was, it was pretty rough road for buyers. You, you'd sit down with an experienced negotiator and, and really not, not be able to tap into many resources the Mm. second point that really sort of stands out to me and obvious uh i think would be to most people is information and information Mm. is so readily available which is is good it empowers um and i i think we all need to be informed when we when we go into uh, battle at that negotiation table to get our our dream property or investment. So they're the two mm. big ones that sort of stand out of how things yeah. have changed. Of course, you know, business is tweaked and 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 the like, along with other businesses in the CBD and on whatnot. But they're the two main ones in property that I see. Yes, yes, and that's what we're here to do at Real Estate Right. We're here to inform people so they can make those better decisions yes. when selling and renting and buying properties so getting on to the topic of the day which is top tips for preparing your home for settlement um what do you believe are the basic requirements vendors should do when getting their home ready to settle yeah i look i I think it's really a a lot of it's common sense Mm. Uh, it's like when you move into a a holiday home, for example, mm-hmm. you take over a holiday and there's some instructions on how to use things mm-hmm. and left nice and the experience is nice and everything's clean. It, that, that's that's how it should be. So there's sort of there's two two roads to sort of talk about. There's the legality road, but then there's also the, the common sense road. Mm. Um, it, I guess if I can encapsulate it, it's really... Um, Leaving the property so it's a nice experience for the next um, owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, instructions, um, how-tos, handy hints, um, and leaving it as it was bought, like in the same condition. So you know, have the lawns trimmed. Don't have. Don't let the grass grow for eight weeks since since the auction or the sale. Mm-hmm. Have that attended to. Um, so it needs to be delivered in the same manner that it was bought. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's amazing how, how lots of things, like, for instance, when properties are styled, all those uh, pieces of furniture and the paintings on the wall are possibly hiding things which you may not have seen. Yeah, yeah. And, look, that's that's the due diligence of the buyer yeah, and that's it, where I come in as a buyer's advocate to uh, to really look at that because you are buying, you know, you know, nine times out of 10, you're not buying a new home. It no. is what it is. Mm-hmm. So you're buying at warts and all. And if something is, um, you know, under a carpet or what have you, that's why that's part of the due diligence process. Mm-hmm. I always have a builder go through and check my properties uh, mm-hmm. for my clients, have the documents checked so that they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, for example, there there is a big crack in the wall mm. and it was there before, well, it's going to be there at settlement because you're not buying a new home. Yeah. They're not going to renovate the home to settle. No. Um, and if something is hiding, um, you need to make yourself aware of it during that process. Mm. And that's why you need to do those steps. 
in the uh, before the negotiation. Definitely. Yeah. So should buyers inspect the property a few days prior to settlement to verify that the house is how they bought it? I always advise it. Yes. So uh, a final inspection I conduct for for my clients Mm -hmm. and I have a a varied checklist, et cetera, for them to to go or for me to go through, I should say, yeah, I, I think it's it's prudent to go through are things in the working order, are things as they are. It can be a little bit tricky yeah. if there is no power. So mm. that's a question that I always ask, that there's power going to be on so that I can check everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be a little bit tricky if they're in the midst of moving out. So there's yeah. boxes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they're the two things that we have to address and work around in that settlement. Mm. I remember hearing about a property once where a developer bought uh, a block of land with a house on it sight unseen a couple of days before settlement. He went to the property for the first time, didn't realise he'd bought a property which was on a bit of a sloping block and realised no. that the cost to develop the property would be a lot more because of the excavation required to <laughs> Uh, do this sliding box so he he settled it but then he put it straight back on the market uh, look I've got to say I've got I've got a lot of those stories yeah my husband I'm not sure if I told you is a value or runs a valuation oh, okay. business partner for the last 20 years so we c- combined we have a lot of buyer beware stories oh okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that surprised me and yeah yeah, yeah. it happens that's for sure but He's a, you know, the developers are seasoned buyers of property. So, like, they should always know these things and sh- check them before they actually buy. But, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe you just got a little complacent, but you've always got to get somebody out. Yeah. Have a look. Yeah. Give it the one. Give yeah. it the one, over. Yeah, definitely. So, do you believe that vendors should go through the property with the new buyers to explain how the house works, like watering systems, pool spas, heating systems, ovens, etc.? Or do you think it's something that. Great question. I I personally think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm all for full transparency. Mm. Um, Sometimes you won't have uh, the other party, the vendor, wanting to do that or they're unavailable. That's, you know, you can't do anything about that over Mm. this estate. Um, But sometimes maybe the agent's keeping them separate from the buyer. Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe because of how they ran the negotiation. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I always think it's a really nice way to do it if Mm. uh, all parties are on the same page and and whatnot because it's nice to show someone else how things work and, you know, who lives next door and when when the street Christmas party is and, hey, what night's been night, all those things that kind of, you know, would be really helpful when you move in. Mm. they're, they're good to have explained. Um, it's a little bit old school, like from the country, but I think it's a really nice way uh, for the vendor to start their new life in the home. So I'm an advocate for it, yeah. but I'm, I'm quite transparent in how things have rolled on my part. So I have no issue yeah. with them meeting the vendor. Yeah. Does that make sense? Definitely. It makes sense. Um, like I know when I settled this property, it was very adamant that the Vendors would not meet us at the property. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if it's the vendor. Hmm? Say that again. I don't know if that's necessarily the vendor. No, I think I, I believe it was the agent. Um, yeah, 
I believe yeah. there was because I knew the, the the vendors were local, so they were moving locally, and it wasn't too hard for them to be there at the property at the same time, just yeah. to show us a few things. And it was it was little things like we are on septic water, for instance, like they could explain to us how the septic system worked, or you know yeah. how the spa worked, or how the oven worked. Um, what yeah, as you said, bin night. What's and and we had like. I know, 10 different bins here. We thought, oh, yeah, beauty, we can put all the bins out. And then when bin night came out, um, <laughs> one was emptied. One was emptied. None of them were empty because we didn't even put the right one out because the right one was the tiniest of bins. <laughs> and it was like, how are we supposed to know, you know? So. That's what, that, you know, I think, like, I've moved, moved times a few times and, you know, those things irk me. So that is actually one of the questions I ask at settlement. Yeah. Uh, what night's been night? And I put it on my form and I let my owners know because, you know, you have so much packaging and stuff oh, that you, you need do. to get rid of when you move in. And it's just a practical question. Yeah. And when's hard rubbish? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get rid of it all. Yeah. It's, I might add that. When's hard rubbish? <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to know how things work, that's for sure. And, like, manuals are fine. It's great when you've got all your manuals. But, like, we, I must admit, we found a few surprises around the house, <clears throat> like a, um, a hot water tap outside, which was nice. Hmm. Oh, wow. Mm. You could put a shower out there. We could, yeah. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, but it's See, really useful for great. washing the dogs, you know, be the big basket. Oh, yes, perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it, sometimes you find little surprises, but otherwise it'd be nice to be pointed these things out, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Over the years I've bought a house and we had holes in the walls from where televisions were hung, wrongly painted patches in the walls where they had dr- tried to fix where TVs and pictures used to sit. Um, so it was pretty average how the house was given to us. Um Do you believe that should be an acceptable thing for settlement? I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's a tricky one because yeah, uh, is it legal? And if it is not legal, are you really going to withhold settlement for that? So th- yeah. that's that's where it, that it sort of goes dribbles down to that point. So yeah. firstly, what what should you do legally? I actually was having this conversation with uh, a lawyer chap the other day, and. What you see is what you get. So you're delivering it as they bought it. So you need to leave, I think you should leave the hook in the wall. So then they can do Mm. something, right? Um, But if you've taken it out and you've left a hole, well, then that's not ideal. Just leave the hook in the wall. So um, I'm a vendor advocate for a property at the moment and they have the most uh, gorgeous mirror but it, mm. there are heavy bolts in the wall. And mm. so those heavy bolts will have to stay and they also have the option to buy the mirror, okay? So mm-hmm. that, that will be pointed out. Um, but your question is, should you make the wall good again? Well, when do you, where do you start and where do you finish? Because yeah. that's, that's the question. And if they don't make the wall good, are you going to hold up settlement? Probably no. Um, yeah. But what should you do? Um, if you're not going to make the wall good again, then you need to leave the hook in the wall. That's my opinion. And okay. a bit of a, a legal take on it as well. So do you think you could maybe even ask for a reduction in the sales price on the basis that, well, it's going to cost me, you know, a thousand bucks to fix the walls that you haven't? Well, I just put the hook back in. 
Well, I could put the hook in, but you know, when you've got the TV, um, you know, framework and all that sort of stuff, you know, the, but the that's, mounting that's framework. That's how the property stuff. was when you bought it. With with the holes in the wall. Yeah, with the holes in the wall. So, oh, you're asking whether they should leave the frames. Oh, if you leave the frames. Um, or look, you could ask. You know that. Yeah. You know you could ask. Um, but I'm, I'm really not sure. Well, me and I sold a house not so long ago and we just left the TVs and they were, right. yeah. So they used the TVs yeah. that we'd left. Um, yeah. sometimes that's the best way if you're going to a new house. So we will have a short break and come back with more from Tonya and talk about preparing the keys and the supplies for settlement day. You're listening to Real Estate Right, and today we have Tonya Davidson from Davidson Property Advocates. Uh, so, Tonya, should all keys to the house be left? For instance, do we need to call Auntie Maud, who had a key when she fed the cat when we were on holiday? Should her key be part of the package? Bring them all in. Bring them to the. Bring them all in. Bring them all in. Call them all in from Mum and Dad and Peter on yep. the block. Yep. Bring them all in. Leave them at the property. All the spare keys, and I usually say top drawer in the kitchen, uh, yeah. uh, with all the remotes and any yes. tags and instructions. And then you get yeah. from the agent. But it, I mean, it's getting yeah. a little bit complicated. To, uh, you know, I did a settlement the other day, and it was a a pin code for the front door. So oh, give the okay. instructions how to change it, and soon there'll be like the thumbprint and and oh, yeah. you know that would you know what was tricky with that? There was no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How are they going to get in? We had to. We had a time getting settlement organised because even the roller door at the rear was run on power. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we sorted that. That was fine. I'm sure you would have. Yeah. Um, do you think all keys should be labelled to which locks they lock open, or should we just? Great. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I think <laughs> this is just uh, common courtesy, you know. How would you mm. like to move into a house? Wouldn't that be great that they're yeah. starting their new house, they've got all the keys and they're labelled and, you know, away they go. Yeah. yeah. I know it's a yeah. crazy time at settlement, but I think that the, that is important to leave it right for the next person. It is, yeah. So how about our supplies to the house, say our pool maintenance people, newspaper delivery people, mail gardeners, cleaners, yeah. et cetera? Obviously, we've got to tell them that we're leaving, but should we also ask our the new buyers if they would like the, to use the same suppliers? Um, I have a form called a who's who. Mm. And, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. And um, it's got like babysitter, pool cleaner, lawnmower man. And the vendors have the opportunity to fill out who they use and the contact number. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fantastic. So when you move in, you know that, you know, Jenny down the street can do babysitting and you know, Aqua Blue do their pool so they know how it, how it runs and, you know, yeah. the, the, the country gardening place around the corner does the lawns twice a week and they fertilise once a year or whatever. So they know the house. Yeah. So that, that just makes it a lot easier, the who's who. Yeah. Um, and I've been using that for many years. I wish I wish more agents would use it because it would help vendors. Oh, It'd definitely. Help vendors yeah. pass the house over correctly to the buyers, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of extra little bits and pieces that it's just nice. It's customer service on your part, but it's also just um, common courtesy, as you said, about yeah giving um... that's right I mean it is because I mean I'll tell you another thing I do on settlement day Mm -hmm. and and we've all well not all of us but I've been through a few settlements and you know it's you've got the dog packed up and the three kids and you're juggling and it's all happening and you're in the house and I remember the first nights in in most of the houses I've been in and I have I drop off a settlement survival kit instead of the, the big uh, box of goodies I drop off what people need and they love it like toilet roll toothbrush toothpaste yeah. coffee <laughs> nice. and it's not glam but I tell you that's what you need yeah. a voucher for dinner like, I you know what you know what else you should get give them um there's a little ikea toolkit which has it's ten dollars or something yeah. and it's got the screwdriver the hammer the yeah, you know, the Allen keys, I think, you know, it's just got everything you need just to <laughs> get everything into place. So it's kind of, it's not the glam, it's the, but we love it more because, okay, we can go to the toilet yeah. roll. <laughs> That's more valuable. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It is because it's like, where did I put them? Whatever, like they're in a box labeled toilet, you know, bathroom somewhere, aren't they? The I toilet can. Rooms. I actually drop in on settlement day. Um, yeah. even if I'm in casuals or whatever and and do that yeah. because you know you just want to support them on that day it's it can be oh. pretty tricky for some yeah definitely so how about if people leave items in the house um again should we set all the property knowing that they've left furniture uh, yeah. Or yeah yeah no, so stuff? that that's um that's cleaning and you can claim that um yeah, and withhold that. Uh, yeah, they they can't they can't leave their rubbish for you to take away. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, unless I remember years ago we sold this heap and it was almost like you you knew you were going to be acquiring the rubbish because it was just a was a yeah. you know abandoned house. But if people leave a lot of rubbish in their garage, etc., you mm. can't do that. Um, that no. cleaning fee will be withheld yeah i remember going to uh having one house there was this wooden box in the garage that was left and well i don't think we actually looked in what was in it It was just a treasure this would it could have been a treasure of some sort (laughs) anyway so when we sold the house we left the wooden box there because it wasn't part of the house. It's a chattel. <laughs> the chattel. It's a chattel. It's part of the Including house. Including wooden box. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so the next people got upset because we left it there. I said, well, it wasn't ours. It was the people before ours. So I'm not sure if it was even the people before theirs. So it was just, it's just a tradition that was handed down with the There puppy. you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had some funny settlements. I'm stretching my memory now. Years ago. Yeah. Uh, we we sold this dilapidated. It was around High Street Q, somewhere around there. It was a dilapidated yeah. house, and settlement came, <laughs> and the purchases were gorgeous, and yeah. they, they rang me laughing. They said because it was really um, dilapidated. They said, "Oh my gosh, mm. there was a chicken in the oven." I said, "Oh my god, oh, no. that's terrible." <laughs> Them a nice chook for a settlement gift. <laughs> <That's> hilarious. 
<laughs> but, I mean, that was brilliant. They saw the yeah. other side of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are some funny stories out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I was talking to an agent oh, the other day and he said that there was a um, a blood stain from a murder oh. on in, it embedded into the floorboards in a property and he sold it a couple of times as property and nobody had he goes Sorry, he knew that it was there. That. <laughs> if you were a player, um, wouldn't you just you know have that tip like sand it back and put it yeah disclose that there was a murder in that I yeah it was a murder that happened like 12 or so years ago but he said that yeah the, there was a blood stain yeah in this yeah, that was in the corner. And because you'd only, it was only like a little couple of drops or something like that, but it was enough to know that's when, that's sort of like the splatter from whenever that happened or whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, yeah. I think any sort of um, bad stories, I must block them out because I don't have that many. I think I put blinkers on and I dropped them out of my, my mind. Yeah. All the good memories and the, and the good. Oh, yeah. Sort of yeah, that's okay. There's always going to be disaster stories, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but I think it's the people you're with and how you roll with it and how you solve it. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. you know, as my dad said, it's life. It happens to everybody. It's how you deal with it. Mm. So that's yeah. where, you know, we try and just yeah. improvise, adapt and overcome. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got a listener question here. Kerry from Burwood loves her ASCO dishwasher and wants to take it to her new home, which doesn't have a dishwasher. So Kerry sold her home with the ASCO dishwasher and is happy to replace it with another dishwasher, but it won't be an ASCO. She's found something cheaper. So Kerry wants to know if she's allowed to do this. No, she's not. My instant reaction, I, you know, I check with the lawyer always. But um, no, because the, the person has bought what was plumbed in uh, yeah. and you're replacing it with something inferior. So yeah. can't do that. Um, if you wanted yeah. to um, replace it with something better, you'd go through the solicitor and say, listen, this is what I'd like to do. But anything that you change, it's plumbed in, it's got to stop. Mm. Because you got to keep it. it. Yeah, she'd be better off just buying a new Asco dishwasher and Look, taking it to it, it, It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Many houses I go to and uh, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm replacing that dishwasher. Like at the copywriting stage, they'll say, oh, I'm replacing the dishwasher, so please don't mention that brand when um, yeah, I, I, we're writing the copy. The, the questions, the right questions need to be posed by the agent or the vendor app. Mm. Uh, in the early stages, what are you taking and what is a yeah. chattel? So we mm. sort of use it and we're really comfortable with it. We've used those terms for, you know, 30 years. But some people don't know, okay, what constitutes a chattel? What do I need to identify? Like I sold a property in Montalban and they had a statue of David in their little mm. atrium and David was going with them. So we needed to know mm. statue of David will yep. not stay with the property. We have clear mm. on that. Uh, yeah. So that needs to be done at the beginning of the journey. Not when you've bought a house and go, oh, they actually haven't got a dishwasher. So, um, but I really love my dishwasher and I want to keep yeah. it. Sorry. I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? Okay. Um, now, another thing with, you know, another tip would be should you leave your 
address or phone numbers for the new buyer so that if you, they receive any mail or packages that belong to you, you can forward them? Um, I'll be frank. I'd, I'd probably leave a forwarding address. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't leave a phone number. Okay. That's just me. Yeah. Okay. Um, unless you felt really comfortable when you met with them, mm. you can always ring the agent. You don't want people at two in the morning saying, hey, the plumbing's broken. Yeah. That's why we have the intermediaries, the agents. and, and Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, or you have the mail forwarded to the agent if you really didn't feel Yeah, that. fair enough. I had one property once where um, we were really excited because we bought this house which had lots and lots of PowerPoints everywhere. We're going, yes, we've got so many more than we had in our last house. So, so excited. Oh, yeah. And then um, we had the phone number of the, oh, the original vendors and, yeah, we're trying some of these PowerPoints out and, like, they weren't working. It was like, oh, why aren't they working? So we got, gave them a call and asked, you know, this PowerPoint here doesn't work in that one. Oh, that's where um, my hot-headed husband um, punched his foot in the wall and because he was an electrician, um, he uh, just put the, a plate, over, you know, a PowerPoint plate over the top of the place where he kicked the wall. And so that's what most of our PowerPoints were. Now, did you get a builder through to test all of that? They would have told you that. Yeah, no, I'm a very impulsive buyer when I was <laughs> 29 yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's something that would be, would be checked. Yeah. So. But, um, that's, that's pretty tricky, isn't it? Yeah. He was Irish and an electrician and hot-headed. So, yeah, it all works out. Yeah. It... <laughs> so you're left with dud PowerPoints. Dud PowerPoints, Yeah. So are there any other tips we should be suggesting to vendors um, that they should be doing before settlement day? Look, I really think we've covered it. Leave leave all of the communication for the buyers of who you use, um, a how-to of how to do things if you're not meeting with them, all the keys labelled, and leave the house in good repair. Like, as you were presenting it for an open. Yeah. Okay? So you're not not presenting a new home. No. It's not a new home most cases um and uh but but you know as you present it for sale that's it's got to be presented in that same manner yeah definitely well thank you so much tonya for making it clear to our real estate right listeners how they should treat a settlement it really is it really is such a an important part of preparing your home for the sale so uh tonya how can listeners get in contact with you to help them on their real estate journey yeah, you can call me, 0417-391-987. I'm very, I'm very easy to get to. Yeah. Or uh, my website's probably good, www.davidsonpropertyadvocates.com.au. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Next week will be our last replay before our Christmas episode. We have accountant extraordinaire back on, Nello Traficanti to talk to us about using your equity to buy an investment. There is a huge demand for rental properties right now, with the media stating it's a rental crisis out there. So if you have some equity in your home, you might just consider being socially conscious to help those trying to put shelter over their family's head. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast. 
premium beat for our theme music and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast, contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.